0: Are you living out your gifting? Do you question whether you're living out God's purpose for you? Well, we're going to talk about it this morning with Bill Hendricks, who has 20 years of experience helping people of all ages and stages find meaning and direction for their work and for their lives. He is president of the Giftedness Center, a Dallas-based consulting firm specializing in organizational effectiveness and individual career guidance. And good morning, Bill.
1: Good yep good to be with you this morning. Yep, always
2: good to have you with us, Bill. So as we look at this, Bill, do you think that everybody, at least at some point in their life or season of their life, feels like, what am I here for?
1: Oh, absolutely. I think it's inherent to human nature. We wonder, why Why am I here? Uh, what am I supposed to be doing with my life? Mm-hmm. Uh, what's my purpose? I mean, the the question comes in many forms, but uh, it, it boils back to that same thing.
0: So, Bill, as you work in the Giftedness Center, um, how, how do you help people discover where they really fit in? Because we're all such a mixed bag. How do you do that?
1: <laughs> well, we are a, mix, a mixed bag. But the way we do it at the Giftedness Center is not through a test or a, a, you know, a, an, an inventory questionnaire. We actually uh, have a story-based process. Hmm. We, we interview people and get some stories from their own life history. And we're working with this phenomenon about human beings that we call their giftedness. Mm -hmm. Every person uh, is designed by God, and for each and every human being, God has already built into them when they arrive what we call a a form of giftedness. It's what they're born to do. For one person, it's to solve problems. For somebody else, it's to understand something at a very deep level. For somebody else, it's to influence people's behavior. Everybody has something that they consistently and instinctively and naturally Mm -hmm. do. And it's a pattern of behavior in their life. So you go back to moments in their life when they were using that giftedness. And the way we know what those are is moments when they were doing an activity they enjoyed doing. We get all the rich detail of what were they doing, how were they doing it. And then we, we go back through that interview. And if you know what you're looking for, you always find a very consistent pattern of behavior that describes their giftedness mm-hmm. and begin to show them what that pattern is.
2: Yeah. Bill, do you have an example for us you could share with us? Uh, obviously, um, just hypothetically, but uh, share that with us with, if you have one.
1: Well, absolutely. Uh, in in a book that I wrote about this called "The Person Called You," I actually use a real life example mm-hmm. from of a person that everybody's name is going to know, Warren Buffett, the the you know the investor. Yeah. And we have a lot of data from his life from a, a wonderful biography that someone wrote. And it, it turns out that when when Warren was just a kid he, he had a fascination with numbers, and he would uh, he would literally play with with numbers related things. He and a friend would sit on the sidewalk and watch cars go by and he would memorize license plates to see if the numbers came by again. Mm. Uh, one of his favorite toys was a coin changer mm. um, and that continued that interest in numbers and and working with them continued all the way into his teen years. He got interested in how the stock market worked and he discovered the, the, the whole process of uh, gains over time, you know, that, that wealth increases like a snowball as, Mm -hmm. you know, in incremental ways. And he went and got a degree in accounting and, and advanced degree, you know, in finance. And then he started Berkshire Hathaway with, family and friends, and the rest, as they say, is history.
2: Yeah, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: That's a a very clear and obvious example of a lifelong pattern of someone and where it went. Mm
0: -hmm. We're talking with Bill Hendricks. He's written the book, The Person Called You, Why You're Here, Why You Matter, What You Should Do With Your Life. So, Bill, uh, let's talk to that young person, that person that maybe is either in college or just got out of college, and they're looking at the job market, and they're like, what can I do? Maybe they didn't go into a specific thing like to be a nurse or a doctor or something like that, but they're, they're wondering how, how do I decide what is the best career choice now?
1: Yeah. Well, the, the, in, in the back of my book, by the way, we have a simplified version of this storytelling process. And the thing I would always encourage someone is you've, you've got to first uh, figure out, well, what is it that God has made me to do? Uh, you know, Getting a degree that is not the same thing as being gifted to the task. Mm-hmm. you You can have a you know a degree that says you you passed all the tests and everything. but if your heart is not in the work, that mm-hmm. works, probably not going to be very sustainable over time. So you go back and you look at, well, what strengths has God given to me? You find a partner, you tell these stories to your partner, together with your partner, you look for this pattern. And then based on the insights that you gain from whatever that patterns saying, First of all, it'll tell you some of the subject areas that you should be working with. Maybe, you, like Warren Buffett, you should be working with numbers, uh, you know, not not in sales. Or maybe maybe you're a person who wants to influence people's behavior. Well, then you probably don't want to become an actuary. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm speaking sort of obviously, uh-huh. but honestly, a lot of people, they never think about uh, what they're they never think about fitting who they are with the tasks that they're going to have to do.
2: Yeah. So, Bill, maybe there's people that are listening that have been laid off, you know, in the tech industry or something along those lines, which is happening a lot these days. Uh, What would you uh, instruct or help this person to do?
1: Well, that's that's obviously a tough spot whenever somebody, you know, loses a job. And at that point, You know, they they may have to just take any old job, as it were, sort of a make make work, um, really just to keep cash flow going. And there's no shame in that. There's no shame in that at all. Having said that, I think people need to think not just, oh, I've got to find a job somewhere and then settle Mm -hmm. and just take, you know, any job that comes along and say, well, I guess I'm stuck here. You need to realize God put you here for a purpose. Hmm. And that giftedness speaks to that purpose. And so even if today you're in a job or you're looking for a job just to make ends meet, but that's, that's not what God put you here to do is look for a job. He's actually got something in mind for you to make a real contribution to the world. And again, you go back and you start with, what is my giftedness? Because everything's going to flow out of that. Um, that's, that's really the means that God has given you to help the world and its people flourish. So let's define that and get clarity on that, and that will begin to suggest some options that um, you can start to pursue. And in my experience, when people follow their giftedness and they apply it with the best options they can find, which are not always the ideal ones, you know, God has a way of showing up, and Mm. it's a case of the rich get richer. They get into better and better and better job fits. And i got a lot of stories for people who have ended up basically saying to me, you know, Bill, I never thought it would happen for me, but I feel like I'm in the perfect job for me. Mm. Mm. Wow.
0: That must be so rewarding. Oh, my goodness. yeah, well, absolutely is. You so I have those... the
1: best job in the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes.
0: I mean, that is just great. So you also, on the opposite end, talk about some of those motivational cancers. What are those, and what does that mean?
1: Yeah. You know, it, 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 there's, there's all kinds of things that people uh, can kill people's motivation. Uh, one of the one of the main ones is is a poor job fit. I mean, you you can tell when when you're in a job and it's not working. You you start going to work late, you you, you quit early, you take long lunch breaks, you get into conflicts at work, you come home all stressed out. Um, your health may even be starting to suffer. Those are classic symptoms of a poor job fit. And in most cases, you know, you haven't done anything wrong, nor has your employer. It's simply that you're being asked to do things that God never made you to do. It's mm-hmm. it's kind of like using a tool for a purpose other than the purpose for which it was designed. It's, mm-hmm. it's like asking a screwdriver to drive nails instead of screws. And so the logical thing is obviously to find out, can I make a change here where I work into an assignment that would fit me better? Or maybe I'm not going to find that here, and maybe I need to be looking around at a, at a different place of employment.
2: Mm-hmm. Talking with Bill Hendricks about his book, it's called "The Person Called You." So I'm curious, Bill, can the purpose that we have change depending on the season of life that we're in?
1: Great question. Uh, let me be clear that the giftedness, which which really is at the heart of, of of our core process, what we what the gift that we have to give to the world, that never fundamentally changes, mm-hmm. but it can be expressed in many different ways throughout our life let's take the person who loves to solve problems maybe because of that they spend 30 years as a research chemist and they're finding cures for cancer and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. but then they retire well they still have a motivation a bent for solving problems mm-hmm. but maybe now instead of chemistry problems they take on a problem in their community you know a problem with we we've got a lot of youth that need mentoring and so, let me apply my problem centered mind to helping these kids deal with their problems it 's the same basic motivation it 's just used in a very different way mm-hmm. I like that that 's good and that means you 're never out of purpose
0: yeah right is it I, ev- mean, I,
1: I believe that every day we 're here, God has us here for a purpose yes paul Paul told the sanhedrin in acts i think it's twenty two he said and david king david um when When his purpose was accomplished, God took him home, and I take from that that every day we're alive, God has a purpose for us, mm-hmm. and when we finally come to the end of that, the Lord says, "Okay, come on home mm. and now we may not always know what that specific purpose for that day is. Right. But we can take it to the bank that God has us here for a reason. Mm-hmm. And that that's why we should be on the lookout for what that is.
0: That's good. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. You know Bill, I was just thinking as you were talking, boy, we need to get this message out to the next generations, to the younger Absolutely. people because you hear these stories of people that are just giving up hope uh-huh. at a very young age. I mean, whether they're in their teens or 20s and just feeling yeah. hopeless. And right feeling without purpose and so how do we really infuse that into young people
1: well you know our culture doesn't know how to get people from high school graduation into the adult world of work and what's really needed are adults and i'm talking about people over about 30 to 35 years of age okay so if anyone's listening and they're they're in that demographic pay attention because you're the key what young people need more than anything else is an older adult to come and invite them into the adult world, which means to begin to treat them like adults, uh, give them responsibility, uh, listen to them, don't judge them, but uh, help them begin to understand their giftedness. And you can do that. This process that I'm describing of telling stories and looking for patterns, we've got it in the back of the book, and, and it doesn't, it's, it's not brain surgery. Um, anybody who cares about help, helping other people develop and use this process, and we've got some other resources to help you learn how to do that. But right there with giftedness, the other life message for me, Deb, is mentoring. Mm-hmm. If I could create an army of mentors in this world, but we could move the needle. And mm-hmm. so I'm appealing to every older adult, again, 35 on up, you need to invest your life in other in other younger people. That's the key. Mm -hmm.
2: And if people are, Bill, are going through their life and they are an older adult and they still are wondering what their purpose is, I'm assuming that this uh, method that you have as well can help them as well.
1: Absolutely. Well, it's always advantageous to discover your giftedness early in your life as early as possible. Sure. You know, it's also never too late. And I've worked with people that are in their 80s, -hmm. And and you know help them because they got time in their hands and Mm -hmm. they're wondering well what should I do Mm -hmm. and help them discover what what they're called to do and it's always a joy because I've literally had people in their eighties say to me wow I I wish that I had known this sixty years ago Mm -hmm. but I've never felt so 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 alive and like you know God really wants to use me Mm -hmm. and that's so exciting. That's Mm -hmm. that is so encouraging
2: for everybody that's listening today, whether you're 20 or 80 (laughs) or anything in between (laughs) or over. (laughs) Uh, We appreciate that. That is Mm -hmm. Bill Hendricks. And if you want to follow him, too, you can go to BillHendricks.net. He regularly shares his thoughts there. Also, the book is called The Person Called You. And we'd love to have you uh, find uh, this resource and maybe even have it for somebody else, too. Mm -hmm. Bill, always a pleasure, brother. Thank you for joining us today.
1: God bless you. God bless your work. Thanks, Deb, Ken. It's been great to be with you and your
0: listeners. Yeah, appreciate it.